This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. All right, Jerry Mace, the Kicking Lawyer, and we have another Law Talk. Now, this one is pre-recorded because our illustrious producer, Mr. Josh Mason, is head-banging to Seether, I think, tonight. Um, but in any event, I do want to remind you to uh, like, follow, subscribe to all our content. We're available on all social media platforms uh, as well as podcast platforms. We are on TikTok, so you can walk over there. We do legal advice, and you can also watch uh, you know, Josh dance and stuff. It'll be fun. The Covington Comic Con is returning to Covington August 20th and 21st. It will be at the Covington Civic Center. If you're interested in being a vendor or a sponsor or tickets for the event, you can visit CovingtonComicCon.com for more information. We do want to thank Michelle Allen. She's a longtime sponsor of the show. She's your go-to cry-like realtor in the area. If you're trying to buy, sell, rent real estate, she'd be glad to help you out. And, of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts, which we're going to be talking about at, at length here. Uh, been in business since 93, and if you want to become a kicking lawyer yourself, that is the place to start. And the Cellar Restaurant and Prohibition Bar, 1920s themed. It's located in Covington, Tennessee, off the square. Uh, full menu, full bar menu, good food. I hope you guys will give that a shot. And last but not least, we have Masonite Marketing. If you're uh, trying to improve your brand and take it accelerated to the next level, you just ho holler at Josh Mason, Masonite Digital Marketing. So joining me today is, he's a, he's a guest and technically, I guess, works for me at the martial arts school. However, he's also been one of my longest running friends, um, and we've trained together for years, and that's Mr. John Adams. How are you doing, John? I'm uh, doing all right so far. So far? Well, hopefully you'll be doing good when it's over, too. <laughs> so a little background on John. John is a fifth-degree black belt in Taekwondo, and he's been training with with us since 90, 99. 99. So that's uh, how many years that is, 23 years, something like that. Is that right? That's a long time. And John is also a world champion. John is an, an actual, legitimate martial arts world champion. And um, I'm very proud to have John with us teaching at the school, but... I'm, I'm, I guess, more proud that John's got the loyalty where he's been with us for this long. So I'll tell everybody I really appreciate that, John. Yes, so why don't we get a little background then on you? How did you get into martial arts? Let's start with that. And uh, why have you stayed with martial arts for, you know, 20-plus years? Well, getting started actually was in California when we lived out there. After my uh, dad retired from the Army, uh, we lived out there for about eight years. My sister is what got me into it because I don't want to get whooped by my sister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so my sister... You were doing WTF, wasn't it? Yeah, I was doing yeah. Olympic, yeah. Master Choi in uh, San Jose. Mm -hmm. And I did that and then we ended up moving out here. How long were you in WTF? Uh, about six months. And WTF World Taekwondo Federation. For the, so for those that don't know, because John and I may reference it, uh, martial arts, or, there are organizations that sort of govern the ranking, the the tournaments, the forms, like they sort of govern some of that. There's several of them. And Taekwondo is the most widely practiced martial arts in the world. And there are a few large organizations that are the key organizations that govern. So back in the day, in the like 80s, 90s, WTF was one of the main competitors and it was the World Taekwondo Federation. 
they did Olympic style Taekwondo, which is what you would see in the Olympic. Now, fast forward now to give them some credit, the Olympics that you see now in Taekwondo, most of us as martial artists are a little embarrassed by, and I'm not taking anything away from the people that are Olympians doing it now, but the way the scoring system is set up is just not the same. In the 80s, man, 80s, 90s, if you were doing Olympic Taekwondo, you were blasting people. Um, and I think you can even see that to this day still with John and his, his fighting and competitions and stuff. So, so anyway, circle back. How long were you in WTF? Right about six months before we moved out here. And that was your first and only at the time martial arts experience? Mm-hmm. So then you trans- you, gave, you came to uh, us, and in 99, that is right before I bought the place. So you were originally under Master Stevens then, mm-hmm. and you came in 99. Yeah, she did my first uh, intro yeah. and uh, first couple uh, classes with her. And then it was you and then uh, Miss Crystal Wassel mm-hmm. uh, were probably my main instructors for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And Crystal was very talented too to be so young. So, the you said though your sister was why? Was it because she was trying to whoop you, or just because no, she was? Getting... I just didn't want to get whooped by her. It was like, <laughs> oh, she's about to learn something to, that can. Because she me was doing it. Yeah, okay, so okay. I just started because uh, I just didn't want to get beat up by, yeah. by my younger sister. Yeah. So and then I uh, stuck with it for well since then. Yeah. She, now she did train with us for. A few months, but that was several years ago, and then that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. Well, John is now the head instructor at Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. So uh, the little ad that we did earlier, and of course, my wife and I are the owners, uh, but John might as well be because he helps design, run the program, and all that kind of stuff. So fast forward all these years, and, and I guess this is, uh, you know, I, I sort of kind of know the answer, but I'll let you tell the viewers. <laughs> so why for 20-plus years as an adult have you stuck with martial arts? It's been one uh, great stress relief. Two, I'm active, and even though I'm a short, fat, round dude, uh, it keeps me going, healthy, all the other good stuff. Yeah, you know, you're not really short, fat, round, John. But I will say, I pick on you all the time. You know, about people I think underestimate you because you're how tall are you? I'll say five six. Okay, five six. And most people, especially in the taekwondo world, look at you know leg length is important as far as especially in sparring. But John is so deceptive. Uh, people will, and they don't now. Now everybody, I think, respects you and knows that they got to worry about you. But it was so funny when we go to tournaments and people would, you know, write you off because they just looked at your appearance. You were shorter, and they thought that they'd have, and you would blast these people. We were at a tournament um, a month ago, two months ago. I think I told you about this. Me and another master were standing there watching John's ring. We were watching them spar, and. Uh, he, he the the new or organization we're in, which is obviously the best organization, GTMA, um, they didn't require face they don't require the face masks, which I'm all for, and I can explain why we can get into your opinion on that too, when you're point when you're uh, taekwondo sparring. But so the way we spar, it's really full contact. You know, you you don't have to knock people out, and you're not supposed to try to knock people out. You're supposed to have control, but stuff happens when you're throwing full speed kicks at somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, John's got this awesome spin hook kick that he does, and he's caught many a person, knocked many people out with a spin hook kick through a face mask. I think it's two or three. How many face masks have you broke? One officially that I know of. Okay, I know he's broke two. I know there were two that I'm aware of that John, he did a spin hook kick, kicked the dude in the face, broke the face mask. One I remember you did it, broke his nose, knocked him out all through the mask. Gave, gave the other guy a concussion. Yeah, so obviously very effective kicker uh, with that that kick. Well, me and this master anyway at this tournament, we're watching John compete, and this guy he was competing against didn't have a face mask. 
And we were like, oh, our teeth were gritting because we, we didn't know if he knew what was coming from you. But I could see you getting ready to throw. And you threw it once. I almost caught him. And we were like, oh, man, I was sweating for this guy. Because if you had caught him with that spin hook kick on a bare face, oh, man. I mean, that would have been a bad day for him. So, uh, But anyway, so John gets underestimated, but uh, very, very formidable, formidable and very talented martial artist. And I agree with you because you're – you mind saying how old you are? 39. Yeah, so you're, you're not a spring chicken, but you're not old. And I would agree that part of why I continue to stay active in it is it does help with – you know, balance, coordination. And it's not even a question, I think, when you get our age of necessarily whipping people, although that's obviously a residual benefit of 20 years of martial arts, hopefully. But at the same time, it just helps me function daily better. You know, would you agree with that? Definitely. Um, I try to tell people that an active body is a happy body. The body's naturally lazy. It doesn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. So once you get out there and get making it do stuff it don't want to do, it's like, okay, hey, this is not so bad. Let's do it. So, um, when this airs last week, Justin will have been on, my brother. Do you remember Justin training? Do you remember I, him at all? I remember him training, yeah. Yeah, and he was good. Oh, he, he had some mean kicks. Yeah, he had a lot of potential. He, You know, I've always told people for years that Justin is uh, physically superior to me. Like, Justin's genetics or his makeup, he mm-hmm. actually got the better of the bargain over Josh and me <laughs> on physical strength and size and all that. He just didn't have the confidence and that was the biggest difference, I think, with him versus me. You know, when we we started ATA to the same time, Justin and I did. Now, I started as a yellow belt because I had come from Pasaru and some other systems. And Justin started as a white belt, so I was ahead of him. Plus, I was older than him. Um, but as we went along, he just, just didn't have the confidence for whatever reason. But I always wished that he had – and he could always still come back because mm-hmm. I think he got – he was a, maybe a second degree – I think he's around there somewhere yeah. around the second degree, yeah. I just wondered if you remembered him at all training. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember turning up some brand new foot gear I had. <laughs> well, that's the memory. Okay, he owes you for the foot gear. <laughs> uh, do you remember Josh training? I do. We were talking about that. It was just shortly. Really? Because yeah. yeah. what would you get, a brown belt, Josh? Uh, yeah, I got up to, like, brown belt. I think I only trained for, like, what, maybe a year or two uh, Brown would have been a little over a year probably yeah. at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so maybe, like, a year and a half, I think, is about what I tried. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, all. you were a little bitty. You know, yeah. we, do you know you and, you and I were in a magazine together? Yeah, I remember. I saw you had re- uh-huh. you reposted the picture, I think, sometime last year, and, and that was the— Yeah, I'm not sure if I had the magazine, but I still had a picture of it yeah. where you were a little bitty. You were six or—you were you were, you were like a tiny tiger. Yeah, I was a little bitty kid, yeah. Call them Moogies now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, you ought to come back, Josh. Yeah, well, that's what I was just telling him. I was like, if I had the time, I might would, but, you know. I like we, we can help you make some time. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with just my working out in the gym and whatnot. You know, I, I don't know if I got the mm-hmm. patience for learning all the stuff over again. <laughs> well, we respond well to it, though. I mean, it's really something to consider. So what would you say, John, if somebody was considering – well, well, and I kind of know the answers to some of these, but I'm going to ask you anyway. We can play off each other. If somebody was an adult and debating whether or not they should start martial arts, what would you say to kind of ease their concerns, uh, make them feel more comfortable, make them know it's an option? What do you What do you think? Well, one thing I always tell people is that uh, is, for one, we're a family school. You know, I saw you raise all four. You're not heads through there. Um, I raised mine through there. So we're a family school for one, and some people, they try to say, hey, well, I got kids. No, come on and bring them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, try it out at no cost, no obligation. See how you like it, and if you like it, we can go for, go from there. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I know some of the objections that people make. Uh, well, obviously, we get cost objections. 
And I guess we should address that. So some people, and let me explain to people watching. If you own a business, often when people call, the first question is, how much is it? And it's in any business, whether they're, you're a lawyer or martial arts school, they just, how much is it, right? And generally, that question is based on ignorance. And I don't mean it in a bad way. What I mean is, people don't know what else to ask. So for instance, if they call our school, martial arts school, you know, they, they don't know to ask, what is the system you teach? They don't know to ask, well, how, what's the qualifications for your instructors? They don't know to ask about class structure. They know what's the schedule, how much does it cost? So often we don't like to give them the cost immediately because we want to show them the value. Mm -hmm. They don't have an assessment of what that value is. So I say, let's say I said it's $10, right? Well, they don't have any basis for whether that's a good value or not. So, so we hesitate to say immediately what the cost is because we want people to be able to see value. And, and the reason I bring this up is I think it's good for any business is, you know, if the only question they can ask is how much does it cost, you haven't properly educated them in the value of your service. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, we've trained other, we've got other world champions that have come up in our school. I mean, our school is a deep well of skill. And, um, you know, we, we, we've been formidable for a long time, especially in sparring. And uh, so, I mean, I think it's definitely worth the, the cost of the value. Um, and how many, so again, these are questions I know the answer to, but since we're interviewing you, <laughs> so how many active students do we have? Active is about 70, 75, somewhere around what's there. The, what's the peak, do you know? Uh, from year from a few years ago, I think we peaked at around 100 to 120 somewhere around there. Yeah, so the most that I remember was 101. We had like 100, 101 active that were actively coming to class, which for our demographic, this market is pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course, I've mentioned to people that we're reloc we've re re only relocated once since '93, but we're going to relocate again in the fall. Uh, it'll be across from Walmart, sort of behind that new car wash there, new big fitness center. Mm -hmm. And it'll be bigger than what we have, all new stuff. be exciting for everybody to do. Not so let's, let's talk about a few other things, John. So, of course, you're a mechanic also. But in the martial arts mm -hmm. realm, you also did uh, mixed martial arts mm -hmm. back in the day. And you have to remind me, what was your record? Uh, I think it was uh, three, uh, three and three uh, in that. I've also done a uh, couple uh, – uh, kickboxing matches and just some free uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, no ground and pound. Yeah, stuff. grappling. So, yeah, I remember. So, of all of that, what was your preference? Like, if you had to pick, and I, I mean, obviously, your answer is probably gonna be like mine. But if you had to pick between doing Taekwondo competitions, kickboxing matches, MMA matches, or Jiu-Jitsu matches, what is your preference? Oh, Taekwondo all day. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the kickboxing. I did like kickboxing. But I do prefer Taekwondo because it's so kicking heavy yes. and it just fits my background more. Now, uh, kick, uh, kickboxing would be my next because it's so mm -hmm. much similar to Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. When you were fighting with us, which was mm -hmm. Team Hike, Team Back in the Day on the Hike, but you fought on some other stuff. I want to say you came with me when we fought at the New Daisy, didn't you? I was on your very first original high octane it, it card when, when it was the no before even before we had the high octane stuff when we did in the early two thousand it was just the three of us it was me Matt and uh, Justin. Um, Th and that's where we went to the new Daisy. It, it, that it, was pre high octane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I've been with you all you know since all that and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I fought at the new Daisy in the nineties before we did any of that mm -hmm. and it was very similar to what you experienced there you didn't even really know i don't remember with y'all's if we showed so, so originally when the way that was set up you go to the new daisy and you didn't know who you were going to fight like no. you just showed up whoever happened to be there around your weight 
okay, maybe we'll get in there and tussle, and that was kind of it. Didn't know their background of training, how mm-hmm. long they've been training, or, you know, they were having a belt system, or, you know, I could be coming in, you know, after a year of training and fighting somebody with 10 years of training. And- yeah. Well, see, and that's why when I was doing that high-octane fighting championship, I did that uh, website where we were ranking them, and I was even trying to give people, you remember, you, if you recall, I had a point system mm-hmm. where if you were active, you got some points, even if you didn't win. Because I was trying to reward activity, people coming in, and part of that so we could have more shows. But also, I mean, especially as amateurs, you need experience. Um, And so we set that up um, to to offset that. Also, And also, it was a way to track their records. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, a lot of these guys were coming in and sandbagging everybody and saying they'd never fought, and they're like third-degree black belts. So um, that was a big component. All right, so why don't you do do this? So we're, we're GTMA now. Why don't you tell us what GTMA is and what your experience? We don't have to say anything negative about any other organizations, but why do do you prefer the GTMA now and the way it's all set up? For um, for the organization within our GTMA, the Global Traditional Martial Arts, uh, GCM Taekwondo is a style. Um, I look at it as if I've, it's the old school 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s training stuff with uh, the modern twist. To meet the current market, um, so I definitely like that. Everything uh, flows a lot better. It's not, uh, you know, so repetitive. You know, we still do the same number of techniques. You know, if we're doing a punch, we might do a hundred punch, but we're not going to stand in a single stance and do a hundred punches. Mm-hmm. You know, we break it up so that way uh, the our students can build that reputation, build that uh, muscle memory, and it becomes natural. So I just like the way everything just flows a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's a, a modern take on traditional martial arts is what it is. And I like the way we incorporate the weapons with it, too. Mm-hmm. And then there are MMA components, which I think you've got to evolve with. So, uh, you know, I've been very pleased with the adjustment on it. Not to mention we have Grandmaster G.K. Lee, who is easily one of the baddest men I've ever uh, encountered. I, I, told, I don't know if I told you. I told him uh, last time we were together – um, when I was 16, I went to a uh, spontaneous knife defense course with him, and uh, he came and taught it. He was the instructor, and he comes, and there's, you know, a full class of instructors, and he had this little red plastic knife back then, and I still had one at the school for a long time, the red knife. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard. It's a hard knife, right? But it's plastic, so it's for practice. Anyway, he had me stand against the wall, and he was probably around my age at the time when this happened. So he was may, maybe in his mid-30s. But he was, he was around my age. He was, in, he was a grown man, right? And from my perspective as a 16-year-old, he's this old guy, you know? And, and he's smaller, and so I was underestimating him, of course. So I'm young, and I think I'm fast. And the drill was I was supposed to stand against the wall, and then he was going to try to stab me in my solar plexus with the knife, and I was supposed to try to use this technique to avoid him stabbing me. So anyway, he stabbed me like 47 times in 30 seconds in the same spot in my solar plexus. And I remember it was hurting, and it's red. You know, and I was knocking my breath out every time, and, and he's just so fast. In that same seminar, he had brought a Muay Thai world champion, big young guy. I remember he had big old calves. Mm-hmm. And they get to doing this kicking drill, you know, where we kick, shuffle, shuffle, kick, shuffle, shuffle. And he was out kicking this kid. Like, that's how fast he was. So, and then to this day, this guy's still a phenomenal. Oh, he is. You definitely. know, he was a Rock Army instructor. He's just a freaking beast, man. So, I think it's awesome that in GTMA we have – and he's a good person. You know, I mean, yeah, he's a phenomenal martial artist. You know, they came here for uh, to visit their cellar just mm-hmm. because they knew I was involved in it. You know, they came all the way from Arkansas, and uh, I think that says a lot that he would he would go to support his juniors like that. Yes, so sir. I think we're very blessed to have uh, Grandmaster GK. 
Yeah, all the all the senior staff, uh, him, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Lee, and uh, our CEO, all that stuff. They are they're they're great people to be with. Yeah, and they're all martial artists, which I think is very important. Um, they all understand what we're trying to do because they participate. They eat, eat, sleep, breathe it just like we do. Yes, um, um, I still remember this from when uh, 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 Chief Master Kathleen came by and was talking with us about it. Um, we're a martial arts organization for martial artists. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and again, I think it's very important. Um, so on, a, th- we've got globals coming up. You're going to compete, right? Mm-hmm. But you're also now a master apprentice, correct? Is that how it works? Or master? Um, I thought being a fifth degree makes you a master's apprentice. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure. There's a yeah, I'm confused between rank too. And, and title. Yeah, yeah, because so. I'm a senior master. Apprentice. Uh, think apprentice. I think that's the correct term, right? Yeah. So I'm doing the, the I'm going to attempt mm-hmm. to do the master's training to get that title. Um, you'll be competing. And then are you excited, though, about, because I know for me it was a lifelong thing wanting to become a master. Mm-hmm. Um is that your goal? Is that what you're looking forward to? Oh, I'm definitely ready, um, especially to uh, since masters compete at uh, regional tournaments. Mm-hmm. Like we just recently learned, I'm like, oh, I can compete as a master. Yeah. Before you know, um, masters could only compete at national or um, worlds. Worlds, yeah, yeah, events versus the smaller tournaments. Now we we have the ability to compete at smaller tournaments yeah. plus national tournaments. I'm like. All right, good. Because I still got some kicking life left in me. I, you know, I want to be 55 and still be kick somebody in the face. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how that's how I was. So back when, uh, you know, I it, to go from fifth to sixth degree, I was a fifth degree for 12 years, and part of the reason for that there was a little red tape I had to get through, but also I wanted to compete. And when I first got fifth degree, sixth degrees didn't compete. Like, mm-hmm. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even think they competed at Worlds at the time. There was no. And the reason I was told that for years that Masters didn't compete was fear of death. That, you know, if the masters are pit against each other, they'll, you know, and the real answer is they're just old, you know, and they don't <laughs> yeah, want right. to do it. So, so anyway, yeah, now I competed at uh, Globals last year, the first, the first Globals in the masters division and enjoyed it. Now, rather or not, I, this year I was kind of focusing on the senior master thing. So, you know, I enjoy the competition like you too. And I think you, think you do fine at it either way. Yeah, but, I'm, um, I'm definitely ready for it um, to, to go out there and. Try to put my foot against somebody else's face. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, so I'm sure I'm sure there will be some success at it. So uh, the of the things we do in martial arts, you got, you know, we do grappling, sparring, weapons, forms, you know, whatever. What is your just personal favorite thing to do? Uh, forms. When I first when I first started martial arts, uh, especially with you back in the old days, um, forms I thought were okay. But when I, when I got to the point where I could start sparring, I was like, ooh, I love this. So while I do like uh, kicking people or hitting them with a stick with stick sparring, uh, I, I've, I've learned to appreciate the aspects of forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year I'm actually going to compete at Global with uh, weapons forms. Um, I've only done it just a few other times at, lo- at smaller tournaments, but this year I'm actually going to compete with, uh, um, with weapons. Uh, especially the form that we've been working on here lately, um, I'm really in uh, uh, digging it. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a shot, see how it works on a bigger stage. Cool. Well, I think that's a good message for the students, though, too, John. In that uh, you're you're 38, nine, and you're trying things that you haven't tried before. You know, you're getting outside your comfort zone, and and not just the children, but that's a lesson for adults too. You know, we got a lot of parents that watch, and maybe that'll watch this. And I, you know, I always talk about it at testings. Mm-hmm. You know, look, you're sitting there, and a lot of times you're sitting there while the kid's in class, 
you could be in the class too with the kid. It's a waste of time to sit there on the phone. You could get out there and try it. You know, and you've heard me say this. I've always got the saying that I don't want to be, you know, 90 something on my deathbed and be like, mm, man, I wish I had done that or I wish mm-hmm. I had tried that. You know, go ahead and give it a shot. We've actually had several, uh, several parents that they'll enroll their little ones and then uh, sit on the side in a chair for a month or so. You know, uh, one of them is now um, uh, a training instructor, Mr. Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he just had recently had him on there. Yeah. You know, he sat over there, he enrolled his two kids, and he's like, well, I'm already here. And he went enrolled. Um, he's been doing great. Oh, he has. And we got a whole, there's a whole slew of them that have coming up and have seen major improvement. Mm-hmm. You know, the Castleman family been doing great. The Clary's all do great. Um, Sharpetter. Yeah, the Char- I was going to say Logan, his mom, all of them. We need to get, didn't it, does his dad start yet? Yeah, his dad just started. He, okay. Uh, this Good. Will be, this will be his first uh, graduation with us this weekend. Sweet. Um, you know, Logan, he's what, uh, seven? Yeah, six or uh, seven. And he has a goal. He wants to be a grandmaster. Oh, sweet. So. Well, I mean, that, he's young enough. He could get a shot. He could do it. And then they do, you know, a lot of the students do martial arts, and then they also do other stuff. You know, like Logan and them, they're equestrians. They do the horses and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think what people, another benefit of martial arts, and of course I'm biased, but, you know, I think it, it adds uh, to everything you do. So oh, if yeah. you're playing baseball, I think you're a better baseball player if you're also doing martial arts because of the coordination, balance, and all the and the discipline and things that come with it. Um, it's just it's a benefit for all of them. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but uh, in in high school, I ran I ran track and field all through high school. Uh, started in middle school, ran track, did ba- uh, basketball too in middle school. Moved out here to Tennessee. Um, tried out for the basketball team my sophomore year, but they don't like the short dude, so um, didn't play uh, basketball at all through high school. Ran track and field, and then my junior senior year, I played tennis, um, and it was definitely. Uh, uh, a benefit to doing martial arts, building that coordination, eye hand and, and footwork and everything that we do. So definitely reinforces uh, other sports. And uh, um, some of our some of our some of our students now play other sports. Uh, football. We have uh, young ladies that do dance, uh, soccer, of course, t-ball, and it just helps to reinforce those other sports. And we're not just a seasonal thing. Oh, we go from this month to this month. No, we're all year long. Yeah. Yeah, and I think another thing that people mistake in martial arts is they think that black belt is the end. That's just the beginning. Yeah, that's what I say. And I don't think they realize it till they get into it. People are like, oh, well, you got your black belt. First degree, to me, I always say first degree means you're a master of the basics. Mm-hmm. You have an understanding of the basics of martial arts. And then you really get to learn from first degree forward if you're wanting to be a real martial artist. Um, but you know, I mean, if some people's goal is just to get black belt, I get it, you know, if that's what they want to get, but it kind of, like you just said, martial arts is really a lifestyle, you know, it affects everything that you do. You have to carry that black belt mentality into everything you do. I mean, I'm literally the kicking lawyer <laughs> because of, uh, doing the martial arts. So um, for me personally, um, and I don't tell, tell this too often, but it's about to be out there. When I was in, I remember being in like elementary school in California and being chased by like girls, literally, I, girls would like chase me to the bathroom. Uh, of course, the martial arts because they liked you. Uh, I don't know, possibly. Uh, I I had other goals. I think back then, you know, being you know ten and eleven, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but now my wife, you know, she, she might chases. Say, she's that what you gonna say? Yeah, she did chase me. <laughs> yeah, she did chase me. Uh, I think I made first contact, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she chased me from there on, and uh, she'll tell people too. But. Uh, one thing that I definitely gained from martial arts and being with you all these years is confidence. Uh, you would actually have us go out there in, uh, in the neighborhood and we'd be in our full uniform, belt, you know, pajamas with a belt, walking around and, hey, I'm with so-and-so. 
So for me personally, and uh, I just don't really know how to say thank you, you know, to you is the confidence. Mm -hmm. My wife might call it something else. I'll I'll just call it extreme confidence. Yeah, yeah, I know so, what you mean. The but, borderline uh, arrogance. <laughs> That's fine. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Well, it's like I told you, John. I'm really appreciative of your loyalty, though. I found that as I get older in life, you know, most people come and go. And there's a lot of people that you think one minute's your friend, the next minute they're not, mm -hmm. you know, but I can honestly say, I trust you. You're my friend. You know, you've been there through thick and thin, and I'd like to do the same thing for you. So I'm very appreciative of that loyalty. Um, and I'm glad that you've gotten benefits from it. It's not just a sales thing that we say when we talk about how, at least not for me, when I talk about how martial arts has these benefits, I would not be the person that I am now if it weren't for it. And you know, you bring up a good point. Some people assume it's all about the kicking and the punching. You know, you get the skill, and you can get great skill from it. But we teach instructor training mm -hmm. skills that, honestly, I got more out of the instructor training I did over the years on how to teach things, how to talk to a class, a group, uh, address those fears of public speaking, all those things from our instructor program. And, and those I have gotten much more benefit from, I think, than ever kicking anybody. Yeah. You know, even as an attorney, I use skills that I learned in martial arts training to become an instructor mm -hmm. that have made me a better, uh, I was a better cop, I'm a better attorney, um, better sales, all these things. And that definitely come too, you know, from doing demonstrations we did over the several years, yeah. um, going to the schools. Uh, I think we even did uh, parades where we did walking demonstrations, you know, Christmas and uh uh, was it Thanksgiving as well? Or even just perform, performing at the tournaments. Mm -hmm. that, that's nerve-wracking for people, you Yeah, know? especially when you got somebody watching that's actually judging you mm -hmm. or, you know, because everybody's got an opinion of what, uh, judging you of whatever you're doing at, all the time, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, like you said, my point is there are other benefits that you can get from doing martial arts and specifically taekwondo because of the, the instructor training. You know, I mean, even like uh, uh, the, some of the students I just men mentioned, Bobby and them that are new in the instructor program, they're stepping outside their comfort zone and doing things that challenge them uh, to, to be a more well-rounded person. Mm -hmm. you, you've heard me talk about it. I always talk about how everybody's got their comfort zone. You know, it's, it's a small comfort zone. And in order to broaden that to become more complete, you've got to do things outside that comfort zone more regularly. So speaking in front of people, going and putting on pajamas and talking in front of folks, whatever, those are all things that will make you a more well-rounded person. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I got to get in spar with you again some more. And, it, you know, sometimes maybe me and you just need to set it up just the two of us because the last time was a couple of weeks ago, and I really enjoyed getting to spar. Uh, you know, and you're about the only person that I can just cut loose on. And me and me and old John have had knockdown dragouts, and we're still buddies. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, I have kicked him in the head as hard as I could, and I got a good kick, and I don't know that I've ever even rocked him. You gave me a concussion once with, oh. your, with your bad leg. With my bad leg. That's probably because I'd have the control in it. I don't intentionally give anybody a concussion. But, uh, I mean, you've hit me pretty good, too. But, like, I have been rocked, and I've been hit before. And, like, I had a flash knockout once in a tournament. But thinking back, I have, don't know that I've ever seen you be rocked. Like, even in the fights you did, I can remember you get hit, and you just keep moving. It's almost like a superpower. Have you ever been knocked out? Knocked out? No. Uh, I've had, I've just, in all the years, I've done Taekwondo and uh, MMA and all stuff. Uh I had uh, one con one uh, one concussion. That was me. <laughs> oh, that you were my second one. Oh, okay. Uh, we were down. We were actually down there on Bill Street, and uh, I, I still remember the fight. I went to uh, shoot in and take the dude down, and he throws a knee and hits me right in the temple. And uh -huh. uh, I remember taking a knee for a second, and then when I stood back up, I'm like ready to go. Uh -huh. And the ref's like, "No, you're done." I'm like, and then later on afterwards, I was like, "Ooh, 
And then throughout the rest of the night, like we were still prepping our guys and stuff. And I'm like trying not to hurl and I'm dizzy. I'm seeing stars and I'm still pad drill warming up our guys. And it's like, I'm good. I'm good. I guess it was the old, I had that old, I'm a dude, let's yeah. tough it out thing. Um, and then the next one was back when I was trying to become a certificate county deputy all those years ago. Uh-huh. And we were doing training at our old building. Um, at the end of the day, was we were doing that scenario. And uh, I just remember you rolled off and just blasted me. It was in the back of the head. And I was like, okay, fight mode. And I, uh, I didn't even remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I thought it was going to be in a regular sparring. I don't even remember that. No, nah, it, was, it was during that. But uh, uh, we've had some good matches. I remember, especially our old building, uh, you and I were going, and like the class would just stop, and we're still, everybody's uh-huh. just watching us. Well, it's because it's, I discussed this a couple weeks ago on here that uh and it sounds arrogant i realized after i said it in that last one that it made me sound even super arrogant you know but i don't uh you know you're you're very talented in martial arts i'm very talented in martial arts and very few people are at a level where you can just unload Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like really not be most of the time you and i both when we spar people are holding back And, and i mean that's the way it's supposed to be we're not supposed to be just trying to knock out the students or even the advanced black belts. Yeah. Um, so when I get to spar with you, it's you. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, Shannon, sort of. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, Shannon will take a lick. Uh, but I don't even know with Shannon that I. Because you, I can be all out, full fence speed, full, the whole deal to try to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember it was like it was uh, uh, me, uh, Josh, McDaniel, and. Uh, uh, David Lockhart. Yeah, I could go pretty good with Josh too, and uh, uh, Ken. Ken Herbison was always one that I could go all out on back when he was active. Mm-hmm. If Ken's watching him, shout out to old Ken Herbison. Come on back. He was a, uh, um, you know, I learned a lot from sparring with Ken and watching Ken. He he had a sort of a unique movement that I had. To, it took years for me to figure out how he was moving like that, and I, I finally I think figured out how he mm-hmm. moved. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, so it just wasn't tons of people. So w- when you're saying that about them stopping, it wasn't because we're killing each other. It's because most of the time they don't get to see us full speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time we're moving with control. Yeah, because when I sparred you, there was only one which was just flat out. Yeah, no, and I'm, I told you before, I'm offended if people don't. I think everybody should spar me like that. And that doesn't mean I should spar them that way. But I feel like at my level, they should be all out on me. Mm-hmm. And really, at your level, most people should be all out on you, too. And that's on you. to Now, I'm sure there's going to be a point at, at some point of diminishing return because of our age. And I don't know where that is. It's, I haven't hit it yet. You know, I'm 43, and I still feel very confident sparring just about anybody. Yeah. If it's taekwondo or kickboxing, I feel very confident. I'm not, not, not saying I can whip the other person, but I can hang. You know, like I, I feel like I can hang with just about anybody mm-hmm. on stand-up. Um, but I know there's going to be an age at some point where that may not, not be the case. So we'll see when that is. <laughs> so it'll be several more years though. Yeah. So what's the future hold, John? Uh, many bright things and, uh, uh, just growth of, uh, the organization in our school. So hopefully, uh, um, I know I told Mrs. Mason about this a, a while back that I would love to open another location, um, hopefully within maybe next year or so. Yeah. No, I mean, I would love to also. We just got to get this move done, and hopefully it'll be um, uh, a good move. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Cool. Well, uh, so the the school that that you're promoting, which is our school, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts in Covington, and it's 901-617-2124. Is that right? 
Yep, 617 yep. 2124. Mason's John is the head instructor and, like I said, longtime friend, very, very talented martial artist. Anything else for the good of the order, John, before we sign off on it? I got pajamas and a belt. If y'all ready to come on, just come on and give us a call. And make sure you thank your wife for putting up with you. Yes, thank you, Kelsey. <laughs> and like I said, I want to thank John, and I want to thank you guys for watching us. Uh, if you want to give them a shout-out, holler at them, um, at, at me too, Mason's Hockey Team Martial Arts. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to our content. We're available on most platforms. You just search Kicking Lawyer. Also, the Covington Comic Con is returning August 20th and 21st, including the Creepy Panda that'll creep up there. And that's going to be at the Covington Civic Center uh, here in town. If you want to be a vendor or sponsor, just let us know. I do want to thank Michelle Allen. She is our uh, go-to realtor in the area from Cry Like Realty. If you're buying, selling, renting, she'd be glad to help you out. We've already talked about the martial arts school, so we'll go ahead and uh, talk about the cellar. Cellar's located in Covington, Tennessee. It is a, a 1920s-themed restaurant prohibition bar. You can check that out, and he's got me kicking along the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a good one to skip. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that, though. I like it. Uh, before we do that one, what'd you have, John? So we're actually going to host another tournament. It's been several years here in Covington. Oh, yeah. I can't need to tell them about it. I'll get Josh to edit. It'll be here in Covington. Uh, what was the day? September 24th. September 24th. It'll yeah. be the uh, second official tournament of the uh, GTMA. Correct. And it'll be the third that we've hosted in Covington. Mm -hmm. We had two under the other organization, and we're going to do one with GTMA. And like you saw there, we were, Josh Mason, we want to give him a shout out. So anyway, I hope you guys are having a good week, um, and I hope I'll see you on the next Law Talk. So keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.